customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Straight from the Source is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. The Wild return home for a day after Thanksgiving matinee against Ottawa, then Miko Koivu's 1,000th game Sunday afternoon against the Dallas Stars. He'll be the first player to play his first 1,000 games with the club, so look for tickets on GameTime and root the captain on. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Thanks for joining Straight from the Source with Michael Russo. Very happy to be joined by the Wilds, uh, George Costanza, as we like to call him, uh, Andrew Height, 
Whitey. He's the, uh, for lack of a better term, the director of team services. What is your exact title? Yeah, hi, Michael. It's uh, director of team operations and player relations. I know it's uh, it's a mouthful, but that's what it is. And we'll get to what all that entails uh, to subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash straight from the source. This is, I think, the ninth podcast, Andrew. Uh, we've had Bruce Boudreaux in his, uh, in his basement. I've had Ryan Carter in one of the closets of uh, Trier Rink. I had Billy Guerin at uh, Bell Center in Montreal. Uh, LaPanta when we were in Nashville. Jeremy Rutherford, uh, Joe O'Donnell, Mike Madano from uh, HQ last week in uh, St. Paul. The great Dan Myers. And now we got Whitey in his palatial suite here down in lower Manhattan um, on a very... I mean, it's just a coincidence that we're doing this today, Andrew, and we're going to give people an exact uh, what your job entails. I've seen your phone before. It's got thousands of emails, thousands of texts, and here we are on a day where there's a winter storm coming back to Minnesota. The Wild play the Devils tonight at Prudential Center. How does this affect your job right now? Yeah, you get me in uh, in my hotel room at the Beekman Hotel in lower Manhattan. Um, we... We played Boston a couple days ago and the Rangers last night, of course, and, and now the Devils tonight. So um, with the two-stop um, games in, in New York, we're, we're, we stay in lower Manhattan and stay in the same hotel. So it's kind of nice not to jump spot to spot. Um, but yeah, with the storm coming in, um, let the snowball, no pun intended, let the snowball effect happen. Um, once, you know, I got a call from Delta this morning that this might be the case, and, and now I get on my phone and pull out my contact list and start to work on hotels, buses, um, equipment transfers with, with our equipment man, Tony DaCosta. And it's one of those where you never know what's going to come and the weather is one thing you can't control. So um, we'll see how the, ne- the next you know chunk of hours plays out and see if we need to make that call later so, on. So you called uh, a, a hotel chain in Newark uh, have on hold 55 rooms just in case your flight is canceled, essentially? Yeah, so when Delta called um, me a couple hours ago, they said, you know, the projected storm could start when game time happens here on the East Coast and should last about seven hours. So um, if you do the math, that wouldn't allow us to land. And um, I called my global rep at Marriott and said, okay, what do we have here? Um, it's not like a, it's not a one-guest trip where you walk into a hotel and say, do you have one room? Um, it's, it's roughly 55 to 60 rooms and, um, needed it at one spot and, and we show up late and leave early and, and hopefully everything works out that we don't need the rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, I could tell story after story about times where you set something up and you don't need it, which at the end of the day, sometimes that's a good thing because it means the storm didn't come or the issue didn't happen. So let's hope I set it up and we don't use it. And how, like, when do you have to make the call? Because, like, when I call Marriott and need to book a hotel room, if I don't cancel by a certain time, you are getting charged. From your standpoint, I got to imagine that 55 rooms at the Newark Airport Marriott is a huge task for them to hold. How, how do they handle that? How do you handle that? It is, but it all goes back to relationship building, too, in my job and, and knowing that, you know, if they help me out here, they might. I might help them out in another situation. But um, in this situation, I'll need to make the, the final call by 5 or 6 p.m. Um, and that's where I say we might use them or we might not. And that's just the life of the business and the budget that sometimes you have to, to pay for something that you don't use. But in the end, it needs to be done just for our safety and just 
logistics. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's not just as simple as saying, all right, we're staying the night in Newark. There's 50 things that have to now be on a checklist for you to, you know, where's the equipment going to stay tonight? Uh, who's doing the laundry, uh, rebooking the books, uh, the buses, the uh, everything. Yeah. And as my, as my Food. phone buzzes right now with Tony DeCosta, our head equipment <laughs> guy, I'm guessing that's what it's about. Um, but that's it. You know, we have meals, we have buses, we have to redo the, the Delta manifest or the, the charter message. And, it's one of those where once one thing happens, it's about a 10 to 12, um, 10 to 12 checklist that we need to mark off. And, you know, when I talk about these situations, it, it reminds me of that, uh, the Calgary trip a yeah. couple of years ago, right? Finding 55 rooms last minute. Um, and that the story that I'm talking about is the fire, yeah. right? The infamous Well, fire. and this was your, I mean, this was your first week on the job. Yeah, that was... Um, it was actually week three of the job. I, I'd gotten through a, uh, I call it hell week, um, was my first week. But um, that, that third week, we go from Edmonton to Calgary. And luckily, we win. But it was, I think it was January 27th, um, 2015. And we go from uh, Edmonton to Calgary. We win, um, fortunately. But we show up. I text my hotel contact, hey, we've, uh, we've landed. We'll see you in 20 minutes. He writes back, all good, but the hotel's on fire. And, uh, you know, you, you get that message whether you've been in the job 5, 10, 15 years or three weeks, and you say, uh, oh, you know, what now? So we pull up, two NHL buses pull up, 1.30 in the morning, uh, middle of January in, Ed in Calgary, Alberta, and there's hundreds of people in the courtyard, a dozen fire trucks, and firemen running in and out of the building. And there was a legit fire. And um, Chuck Fletcher, my GM at the time, and, and Mike Yo, the head coach, looked back at me and said, what are you going to do now, Whitey? <laughs> and I, I looked at him with a blank, blank stare, and I actually ran in my suit around the block, three blocks, to a, a Marriott and said, do you have rooms? And they said, we have eight rooms. I said, I need 55. They, uh, they gave me a directory, and long story short, we got all 55 people in uh, at the Fairmont which was a five-minute bus ride um, within 45 minutes. So, you know, at least this situation, I'll have a little bit more time to prepare. Um, but you never know what's going to come up, whether it's weather, a fire, um, a mechanical. It, it's always something, and you just got to roll with the punches and find a solution. I remember that night I'm sitting in the courtyard Marriott in, uh, Mar in uh, Edmonton, staring at the ceiling and I look at Twitter and I see Mike Greenlight post a picture of the fire. I'm like, well, this can't be good. Yeah. And then suddenly I was, uh, I was up uh, bothering you in the middle of your crisis. Like what's going on down there? Yeah. After, uh, just like, just like you and a lot of other fans, I had to go to Greenland and say, what are you doing? Don't post that. That's my <laughs> issue. That's not the fans issue, but no, it's, uh, you never know. And it's, it's Darby Hendrickson, uh, one of our assistant coaches, um, and Minnesota great, as we all know. He always jokes with me. He goes, Whitey, you're a man of solutions. You, you just you get it done. And, you know, that's kind of the that's the bit. You well, just got to find a solution. Well, they call you the Department of One here. You're dealing with a travel crisis to get back to Minnesota. You just got done doing all the ticket requests for tonight. Uh, you're also the player relations person that is essentially these players concierge. Uh, there's so many things that land on your desk. You hand out per diem. Uh, which uh, has got to be fun. Um, <laughs> the uh, that first week, uh, if we can go back to your to your start, I mean, the first day you were on the job, didn't they they traded for Dubnik? Uh, let's see, yeah. So b dating back to January uh, January 2015, I think it was what, January seventh. January sixth right? was my first day, and seventh is and, the day JP passed uh, away. Yeah, so January sixth, 
um, we, you know, they, that's my first full day on the job, but we played San Jose, um, I believe that night. Mm-hmm. So I think I started on the fifth because day one of my job or, or officially day one was when, uh, Mike Yo had his, his situation on the ice as well. So, <laughs> you know, being Yozy being one of my direct bosses, I get back to my office and I, I sit down and I just think to myself, yeah, I think I'm going to wait till day two to, uh, to say hi to my boss. So, um, <laughs> That and was and the situation one. you're talking about is when he had the meltdown on the ice and threw his stick and stormed off in the middle of practice. Correct. Yeah, that wasn't uh, – I didn't want to say hi that day. I thought yeah. I'd stay in the shadows. Right. Um, and then day two, um, you know, we lose against San Jose, and then day two we was when, yeah, um, Zach's father, JP, passed away. And, and it, like you said, my one of my roles is player relations and being the, almost the main contact for all the guys. And, and you know, in this situation – I look back at it now, and I think it, it created a, a unique bond and relationship with Zach and I, but it was one that I had to step into and, and really be open and, and available for whatever Zach needed and his family needed during that tough time. Um, so that was day two. And day three, um, we lose again, and um, Yozy calls me into his office and says, you know, let's stay an extra night in Chicago because our next road trip was Chicago pittsburgh buffalo right and he goes let's stay an extra night in chicago and um give the guys an opportunity to go out for dinner a little team bonding and um just unwind a little bit so to the normal you know to the common ear great we're staying an extra night but to the guy who is in charge of everything and on travel um two days in two days in (laughs) um i i say yep yep sir you know that's my my protocol is yep we'll get it done I get back to my office and I sit in my chair again and I say to myself, I'm like, what the hell do I do? Yeah. Right. I, you know, this, this job is all about relationship building and contacts and who to call, when to call, when, you know, so I, I look at my notes and being day two, I, I, and coming from the PR world with the Minnesota twins, you know, a lot of it's the same, but there's a lot that's different. And, you know, working through those, those first couple days allowed me to really, you know, build who I am in this job. And, and so we got that done. We stayed an extra night in Chicago. Um, another situation happened in Chicago that you know it's that I had to deal with, um, player relation wise, and and then we head into Pittsburgh. And by this time, I think you know when I when that job when I came into the job, I think we had lost seven of nine yeah. during that first stretch. I you know I don't know exactly, but um, then when I got on board. We lost against San Jose. We lost against Chicago. We lost against Nashville, and then we went on the road. Yeah. And so we get into Chicago, and and um, we lose again in Chicago badly. And it, it, badly. And it's one of those where you know you want to fit in, you need to fit in in this situation because you're you're kind of the point person or the 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 wheel that keeps everything moving. But nobody wants to get to know you at this time, yeah, right? They're right. they're focused on winning. They're they're the tensions are high. And then there's the new guy trying to figure out all the logistics. So, um, but there is a happy ending to this story too. Trust me. It's like a fairy tale, right? Yeah. There's the down and the up. And, and so we get into Pittsburgh, we lose again, and there's a players only meeting and I get stuck in it. So new guy, I new remember guy, that players only meeting, new guy gets stuck in players only meeting and I'm just a fly on the wall, but, a, a an actual fly on the wall and I'm seeing it all go down and, and, you know, that was, that was a stressful time as well. But we get into Buffalo. But, once again, snowstorm. 
bad snowstorm in, in Buffalo. And you get through it. You get to the hotel, and then that's when Chuck Fletcher called me and said we traded for a, a goalie, Devin Dubnik. And so I called Devin, introduced myself, and convinced him to get on a, a red-eye flight, a jet blue red-eye flight, um, to get into Buffalo to play that next yeah, through night. Through JFK. Through JFK into Buffalo. And um, he stood on his head that night, and we won. And, and uh, we went on a roll, and I think that was January 15th. January 15th. Yeah, the 14th was the day of the, the trade, day, correct. right? Yep, January and, 14th. And the thing, uh, and by the way, uh, on, on uh, Wednesday... Uh, my all-decade team for the while comes out and my best memories and all that stuff that comes out. And there's a podcast to go with that that I did with Chad Graff, who is our football writer that used to be the hockey writer with The Athletic, uh, with the Pioneer Press. And we discuss this road trip, coincidentally, um, talk about some, some anecdotes from our end from being in Chicago and Pittsburgh and Buffalo during that trip, coincidentally. Now, you put Devin. I mean, Devin, didn't he have to, like, fly a middle seat? Yeah, so, he, you know, he's 6'6". Six, six, six. Six, yeah. he's, he's a big boy. He's 6'6". Six, six, and... Um, yeah, I, I convinced him to get on a, a jet blue middle seat red eye um, because we wanted him to play. I said, hey, it's your it's your own decision, you know, because per CBA, it's first class and, and so on and so forth. But if they commit to it, then we're able to 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 get him on there. And and that's what he does. And um, he gets here. Um, everything works out. We win that night. And I think we win eight out of the next 10. Yeah. So. Um, he that played was 38 straight games, started 38 straight games and was just absolutely unbelievable. Remember how amazing he was one on the road, but two in the second of back to backs. Correct. Yeah, it was it was the life that got us that, that sparked us that season. And and later on that year, as we got to build a relationship together, he came up to me. And I remember this vividly. And he goes, dude, I, th- I thought you were like a 10 year vet. <laughs> in your job and I asked him why and he goes you were so confident to get me onto that red eye jet blue middle seat flight <laughs> that I'm like if this guy says this is what I need to do then game on <laughs> so it was just funny and, and that you know that that shows who Devin is and then you know on top of it he just celebrated his uh 500th career uh game as well right so which is a, a an honor that actually only 73 he's the 73rd goalie to ever accomplish that yeah and you got some other milestones that we're going to talk about as well uh during this podcast and um uh, i mean there's a lot of stuff i want to talk to you about uh some of your other travel issues you've had a couple in winnipeg you had an unbelievable one with the father-son trip as well um the winnipeg ones are interesting because the one a couple years ago had to be very uncomfortable when you had the weather issue leaving winnipeg after your season ended i cannot imagine that that was very fun to deal with. You know what? Yeah, thinking back to that, I'd say both my mechanicals happen, weather happens, but I'd say that the two worst flight situations that I've had to deal with both came in 2017 and 18 season. Mm -hmm. And the one that you're talking about was um, we got eliminated from the playoffs um, in the 2018 playoffs against Winnipeg. And um, we show up to the airport and... My coordinator had given me kind of a heads up, hey, there's a small mechanical, um, but we're going to need to resolve this before we get in the air. Long story short, um, it ended up only being a, a bolt cap that was missing under the wing, and it took over two hours to get to, to deem flyable, but in that time, the pilots had timed out, 
so I needed to fly a new airplane in from Minneapolis with new pilots to fly us back. And uh, the tensions were high. Yeah. We had just gotten eliminated. Um, I had to go to the bosses and the players and say, hey, guys, bunker down. We're going to be here a while. And that's never easy. But at the end of the day, guys realized that, you know, things are out of my control. And, and as much as they rib me and, and give me the grief, um, at the end of the day, they just want to get home safe, too. And, and so we ended up getting home at 4.30 a.m. that night. And, After getting eliminated and your season ending. And yeah. A couple of days before Chuck lost his job. Correct. Yes. Uh. So it was just a tense time. But the other one that you, you mentioned was we had a father's trip, um, 2017 and 18 season, of course. It was in December, and it was a longer trip. We went Chicago, Ottawa, Florida, Tampa. So it was a big trip. And um, Chicago, I ended up getting the flu in Chicago before heading to Ottawa, and I am deathly ill. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick 10 minutes before the bus comes, and I, I you know, I – I get on the bus and I go to the game and at that time I was helping Jonas Plum, our video coach, um, do instant replay as well. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the, the bullet points on my, on my job description. And between each um, TV timeout, I would go and get sick in the bathroom and then I'd come back and work some more. So I won't get into too many details on that one. But <laughs> We can imagine. Um, so By we the go- way, Tony DaCosta calls you. I got Nick Schultz calling me now. I'll just send that to voicemail. <laughs> we... Uh, yeah, Nick Schultze, we'll get to that topic yeah. later on, but yep. just uh, with Miko's 1,000th game coming up, that'll be fun to, to talk about as well. Um, I know they were very close. Yeah. So um, we get in, we go from Chicago to Ottawa, and, and just like the other trip, my coordinator, my Delta coordinator, texts me and says, we have a mechanical issue. Come to the airport. Everything should be fine. Um, but it's not fine. We get there. I have to... Uh, they deem the fl- they deem the charter plane unflyable, and I we actually pull the Cleveland Cavaliers plane from Cleveland up to Ottawa to fly us to Florida, um, which we end up getting into Florida at 7:30 a.m. Yeah, and you know we had an off day, so that was good. But the kicker of it all was that was the start of our father's trip, so I had 20 to 25 men flying in from all around the world, Finland, Sweden, um, all around the United States, flying in to start that, you know, start our couple day father's trip. So it was about 72 hours where I went without any sleep on the heels of having the flu. Um, but overall, everything worked out and it was a fun week. And the, the other kicker to that, if you remember, is just <laughs> coincidentally, I was doing a big feature on you that week. And so not even that week, that next day. So all of a sudden, I rewrite, rewrote my entire story with the anecdotes of what you had to deal with to get this team down there. And then the other thing is like, because you know, it's not just the media relations department, Aaron Sickman and Megan, Megan that we that we uh, deal with. You know, a lot of times I'll deal with Whitey, and for that father son trip, I wanted to do a roundtable with uh, four or five of the dads. I think Devin Dubnik's dad was one, Jared Spurgeon's dad with another, Eric Stahl's dad with another. And I'm trying to think uh, who else. Was it Miko else? and his father as well? No, not Miko. Uh, I'm scared of Miko's father. <laughs> um, uh, I'll think of it. It was it was whoever it was was awesome too. I can't believe I can't think of it right now. But so you were helping coordinate that at the Ritz at the Ritz Carlton or the Westin or somewhere. Yeah, we were at the Ritz Carlton yeah. in Fort Lauderdale that trip, and you know it's one of those where there's so many moving parts, and you just got to find a solution. And and um, 
you know, it's just like you laugh about it now, right? And and luckily it was a good next couple days where the guys forgot about it quick. It was 80 and sunny out. We were on the water. They forget they forget about the the travel day from hell pretty damn quick, especially with their fathers and their their other mentors in town with them. So, um, but at the end of the day, it's uh, you, we just want to get from point A to B safe, right? Exactly. So. Um, let's do this, uh, Andrew. Uh, when when I come back, I do want to talk to you about a lot of other stuff. Uh, some of your other, you know, you help put the schedule together. You have some milestones that you're dealing with as well. You're also kind of the point person. Um, when, when uh, sadly tragedy happens within the organization, you're off oftentimes to, uh, the, the person that delivers the news and you also have a relationship with OAR. Uh, but, but real quick, I just want to, uh, talk to you about DoorDash. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered right to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code SOURCE. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code SOURCE. Don't forget, that's promo code SOURCE for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. All right, we're back here with Andrew Height, who is, uh, what's your title again? Director of Team Operations and Player Relations. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, uh, I've got to think, as stressful as your job is, though, a fun job. It is. It's fun. It's one of those where it, it kind of, you, you create yourself and create what you want to be part of the job, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's there you dabble in everything. You, you The logistics of the travel, the the corporate player relations stuff, the the concierge side of getting to know the guys and mm-hmm. And really being able and willing and wanting to help in any way that, you know, I, my coworkers and friends laugh at me, but I always say that I try to eliminate the outside noise, Mm -hmm. right? So that the guys can focus on, on the ice and focus on winning, right? Mm -hmm. So get rid of all the excess noise of, of logistics and, and family needs and anything like that. And I'm, I'm willing to help in any way. So. By the way, I think it was Matt Cullen's dad was another. There was a yes, fifth one, too. Yes, that is it. You're right. Yeah, maybe Pross's dad or something like that, or, or I can't remember at all. Um, yeah, and that, you know, being able to kind of be there for, for everybody mm-hmm. at whenever you need it, uh, it reminds me of the story of the All-Star game when Bruce, Bruce was the coach. And uh, he, he came into my office when it looked like he was going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for fans that n- don't know, it's the coach that's – that's leading the division at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he comes into my office and he asked me if I'm going to the all-star game with him. And I said, well, if you need me to go, I wasn't planning on it, but if you need me to go, I'll go. And he goes, Oh no, you don't need to go. And about a week later, he comes into Chuck comes into my office, Chuck Fletcher, our, our former GM again at the time, um, comes into my office. He goes, are you going to the all-star game with, with coach? And I said, well, I wasn't planning on it, but I told him if I, if he needs me, I will. And he goes, no, it's, it's fine. Coach comes in 30 minutes later. You're coming with me. I need you. And uh, Bruce and... Which and, sounds exactly <laughs> like him. And Crystal, his wife, Crystal Brudreau, Bruce's wife, uh, bless her heart, she's a saint. Um, she, uh, we always joke back and forth that I'm his, uh, I'm his wife in season and, and she's his <laughs> wife in the off season um, because we can, we can take turns um, mm-hmm. with Coach. But... I get, you know, I get to go along with coach for the all-star game and it was a unique year because it was the hundredth greatest, hundred greatest yes. uh, 
of all time. Yep. So it was myself and Bruce and Crystal and then uh, Scott Stevens and his wife Donna, who was on the top 100 team, and, and then Ryan Suter and, and Devin Dubnik. So there was a justification for me going, of course, because there was a lot going on and a lot of moving parts. And it was a fun week. I got to, to do a lot of interesting and unique things. Mm-hmm. And an exact story or a, was we were out for dinner after the 100 Greatest Show. And it was myself and Crystal and, and Bruce and, and Scott and Donna. And I think you've written about this too, but um, we're eating and, and Scott Niedemeyer comes up and um, says hello. And we talk to him for a little bit. And next thing you know, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky comes up mm-hmm. and introduces himself to us and says hi to Coach and says hi to Scott. And, and Bruce says, sit down, have a beer. So we, we have a beer and halfway through, Bruce taps me on the shoulder and whispers into my ear, you're sitting next to Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, I know. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's one of those where um, just appreciation and, yeah. and respect for any, any level and every level yeah. in the game. And so that was a pretty unique story about the, about the trip. And but, it was pretty cool. Like I, I've done story before where I've talked to Gretz and you know, people don't realize as your phone's blowing up here. Uh, so if you if you do got to take a pause to keep this team here tonight, I'll let me know. Um, but uh, the you know Gretzky grew up idolizing Boudreaux. You know he broke all his records, and uh, and so some of the stories there and the respect that Gretzky had for Boudreaux as a player, it's it's pretty um, impressive. And the other cool thing that happened on that trip was Brady came, uh, his youngest son, Bruce Boudreaux's youngest son, and Brady is a hockey fanatic, so he was on stage with his autographed book. Uh, getting getting autographs galore from everybody. Again, we're talking with Andrew Height, who does everything for the Wild in terms of uh, concierge team services, uh, absolutely everything. To listen to Straight from the Source, to uh, subscribe to Straight from the Source, the athletic.com slash straight from the source. Tons of articles. Uh, you could f- follow anything uh, in terms of uh, sports in this country, in, in Canada, in England as well. You follow feel, uh, uh, feed. We have three, 400 writers out there. Uh, podcast galore, too, by the way. Two-Man Advantage is one of my favorite ones. Pierre Lebrun and Scott Burnside host that. They are our two-man advantage at the uh, Athletic. Uh, Pierre is uh, our incredible insider, and Scott's one of our best uh, wordsmiths as, as well. Um one of the things I did want to talk to you about, Andrew, is, is there have been some tough moments, too. Uh, you were the first person to tell Jason Zucker when his friend was shot during the tragedy in Vegas a couple of years ago. Uh, you were the first person to get the call from Crystal uh, when Bruce Boudreaux's brother passed away. Um, how, how, one, can you bring in, uh, insight and tell the fans about those situations? And two, how difficult is that to be? Because you see so many private moments that a lot of us uh, that cover the team don't get to see. Yeah, it all goes back to uh, like you're right. These are these are situations where you never want to be a part of, um, because you don't want it to happen. But at the end of the day, um, it's life, and and situations do happen. So um, those two examples that you did give, um, those were very tough. Um, I remember coach's situation like it was yesterday. Um, we had just lost the game, or just just played the game. Sorry. And Crystal had called me in the mid-third, and I knew something was a matter because she doesn't usually call during the game. If she needs something, she'll text me. And that that call came in, and um, I, I, I'm terrible about hiding things, and I, I guess that situation, I was wearing it on my face. Um, we had won, 
and it was an exhibition game it, if I remember right I believe so yeah. we had one and, and coach comes into the locker room and um he looks at me and he goes what's the matter and I, I said nothing I'll talk to you in a couple minutes and he goes no what's the matter and I said give me a couple minutes so he addresses the team and we go back to his his office and I shut the door and I break the news to him and mm-hmm. That's never easy. That was that was probably the toughest thing that I've one of the toughest things I've ever had to do, along with um, talking to Jason about his friend and the the Vegas shooting. Um, but it goes back to um, you know kind of being the pulse of the team and being their confidant and being there to support and build the friendships and the relationships um, through good times and bad. You know, it's another uh, a lighter story would be we we're in Toronto a couple years ago. And this is a good one. Um, we're in Toronto a couple of years ago and, and Alex Stalock was expected to be a net. And um, the kicker of it all was him and his wife, Felicia, were, were, you know, expecting their second child. And but Al being the competitor he, he is and, and and just the guy he is wanted to play. And um, so he I came I went to him mid midday and I said, OK, what's the situation is how's Felicia doing and oh she's good she's good I'll check in in a little bit and I'll give you an update and um, about midnight came and I call him again I said I just want to check in one last time how is she doing because we'd have to set up travel and and get another goalie in um, for the next day um, because we were playing the next day against the Maple Leafs and um, he goes no no I'll give you a couple I'll get let's give me a couple more hours and I said, Al, it's midnight. Yeah. And he, sure enough, a couple more hours, 158 came. And of course, just like always, I keep my phone on loud, right? Yeah. And Al calls me. I need to go home. Felicia's in labor. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I tried calling Chuck Fletcher and, and um, his, his phone was shut off. His cell phone was shut off. So I, I tried calling the hotel phone. And one of the things that we do for safety and security and just for guys to get their rest is no access to hotel phones. And so they wouldn't allow it through. So I called the front desk and I said, I need to speak with Chuck Fletcher. Uh And they're like, no, this account is locked. I said, I am the account. Open it up. Yeah. And um, so I got a hold of Chuck and and we get Al home and had about half hour, 45 minutes before. His second uh, child, his daughter, was born, and he got to to live live through it all with his wife, and we were able to get the the backup goalie in in time as well. So who's that again? It was uh, I can't remember. It was a uh, European. Uh, who was it? Uh, I'm drawing a blank as well right now. They let's see. It was you stumped me here. Yeah, I can't remember. He was only here for a little bit. Uh, I think a Finnish guy, but. Um, either way it was, you know, it's another one that you, you laugh about now, but you just gotta, you, again, theme of the theme of the podcast is find a solution, right, Michael? Because the the other story I remember that wasn't he like miffed because isn't there a rule that you have to abide by that if you, if you don't fly into Canada with the team, you have to go back commercial. Yeah. So that, you know, just like in, there's, there's a lot of rules and, and red tape that goes into, um, flying internationally. And one of them was, you need to fly in on a charter and fly out on a charter. Otherwise, it's a significant fine mm-hmm. um, coming down from from the beans above. So, yeah. um, but I, I 
somehow we we pulled it off and i actually think i i flew him back um commercial so that we wouldn't have to uh have that situation right right yeah i think i've if i remember as well um the the one thing about your job too is that you have to sit there and uh, as we're seeing right now, always be on call. I mean, you just talked about the stay lock situation. How do you ever unwind? I mean, you know, I'm looking at your phone right now, and you've got, since we started this podcast, I mean, it's got to be 15 text messages right now just flashed on your thing in the middle of a uh, storm, which if you have to take, uh, take it. But how do you ever, I mean, if, if you got to keep your phone on at 3, 4, or 5 in the morning because somebody may get sick or there's issues or you know, uh, discipline issue or whatever. Well, on that note, I think we are at 11, 11 since we started, um, yeah. four being call and seven being uh, text message. Um, but I'll get back to that. When yeah, we're done. Yeah. Um, one being Matt Zuccarello, uh-huh. which had an amazing uh, welcome back to New York last night. It was really cool to see. Um, and it's just little things like that, that to be around the team and, and see and, and, you know, get to know guys like mm-hmm. Matt is, it's incredible. And yeah. he, for those that didn't watch the game last night, he had a standing ovation coming back into MSG. And um, that kudos to him and, and just credit to who he is, too. But yeah. do you um, I mean, do, but do are you able so, to ever on one? Yeah, um, I am. I am. And, and um, just like I called Crystal Boudreau a saint, um, mm-hmm. so is my fiance, um, Jill. She's a middle school teacher, but she is she's a saint when it comes to um, to everything with with between the phone and the travel and um there is it, it's all about work-life balance it really mm-hmm. is finding times to unwind making time to unwind um with family and friends and and this the support team too around me you know I, i'd mentioned tony's name before tony DeCosta, our head equipment guy and and john worley and our, our medical mm-hmm. guy and aaron aaron sickman and and coach and billy and it we we're a family right so the support around um, makes the grind and the the daily, you know, rigmarole of the the lifestyle. It, it makes it easier to deal with. But right. um, the phone it never shuts off. Yeah. And, and um, even when I you have the mumps. Even when I have the mumps, and we'll yeah. get to that story. But we have, uh, you know, I it's about a hundred to one hundred and fifty emails a day, That's and crazy. Um, probably about two hundred text messages and and thirty calls, or you know, it's one of those where, but. If you don't stay on it, then you get behind, and it's just it, no. it becomes your lifestyle. And the passion for the game and the passion for the industry, and it makes it easy because at the end of the day, we all live a pretty good life. So, yep. um, but yeah, when I got the mumps, gosh, how many years ago was that already? That would have been uh, well, it would have been the the Marty Hansel trade, right? Yeah, that's when it happened. So it would have been twenty sixteen, yeah, or seventeen. It was uh, we we traded for Martin Hansel and Ryan White, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was right around the five day break because I had got, I had to go to the Dominican Republic for a wedding for less than 24 hours, um, for one of my good college buddies. And I get back and I, I call Tony DaCosta and I, I say, gosh, I don't know what I did in the Dominican, but my face is swollen and it hurts. And all he said is you got it call call doc. Mm-hmm. And I said, got what? And he goes, you know, I was off the grid for a couple of days. So I didn't know, um, that the mumps were back. And so I called Doc, and and he sure enough, I go in, and first he says, do you want to say hi to your buddies? And Zach was to the left in that room, and, and Jason Pominville was to the right, and they had both gotten it as well. And he looks at me, he goes, we don't even need to test this. You got it. But mm-hmm. we tested it, and we did. Um, and 
I got locked locked in a room for about a week and let it all go through. And during that time was when we made the trade for for Hansel and White. And um, you know, I'm working working from yeah. my my room, and I didn't have the I didn't have the the guts to tell them that I wouldn't be on that road trip because I had the mumps <laughs> because I didn't think that would be the proper welcome to Minnesota. Um, but welcome to Han- welcome to Minnesota. You better uh, I will say you know, s- stay locked up and yeah, wear a I, mask. I will say those were my only two road road games I'd ever missed. Yeah. Um, but it's you got to fight through it. The the job's going to go on. And so how does it work? Uh, Wild make a trade. Uh, you you're probably after after the coach and the player probably the next to know. And then how do you? What's the process to begin to get a player to Minnesota? And who's in charge of getting the other player to the new team? Yeah, so um, transactions happen throughout the year, as mm-hmm. we know, um, whether it's trades, free agencies, call-up, call send-downs. Um, and if a trade is made, of course, the GM will, will make the trade, and then um, his right-hand man or whatever will, will take care of the contract. Um, but then coach is, is the next call, and then I'm really the next line of defense. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll connect with the player, but then I'll also connect with the support staff, the PR guy, the the equipment guy, the medical guy, the strength guy, because it's it, just like anything. It's a snowball effect that they mm-hmm. need to plan accordingly too. Tony needs to get all the the gear, you know, his equipment yeah. here. Um, John Worley needs to pull his medical records. Aaron needs to send the release. Um, so it's we all have a hand in it, but really, you know, being that line of defense and and first of action is is, um, you know, I, I call them. I, I get in touch with the player. Um, and really get them here as soon as possible. And, and once you get the player here, then you can work on the other stuff, the, the relocation of their family, the um, transportation of their, their personal goods, their cars, their, you know, we want to make it as easy as possible to relocate because usually when a trade happens, it's in the middle of the season and they have a game the next day or we're on the road or there's never usually an easy situation. So, um, it's just checking off the boxes again. Mm-hmm. When we uh, come back, and uh, uh, and this is going to be the end of the free version of the show on Apple, Spotify, wherever, um, I, I do want to talk to you about how you became buddies with OAR. I want to talk to you about all these milestones the while coming come up. How, again, you are the person. I remember when you were Matt Zuccarello. You were the one that ushered around town, got him a real estate agent, all that stuff. Um, please rate and subscribe to Straight, Straight from the Source on Apple. And if you click on the show URL theathletic.com slash straight from the source. You'll get 40% off our subscription. And if you want to hear the full version of this podcast, please make sure to subscribe to The Athletic.